look, today your, your teams are remote, right? So we, we, this is a reality already. So gone are the days that, you know, Excel is fine, we can still manage, right? You need something more collaborative. You need something that you can look at on a daily basis. It's not a micromanaging, but your team understand what are we looking toward to achieve as team, right? Collaboratively. And so it's just easier to get everybody on the same page while we all work remote. Hey everyone, it's Tom here from Soko Sales Training. Welcome to another episode of the Selling in Asia podcast. I am really excited about today's episode because we have with us, I'm super thrilled, we have with us today, Carol Fong, the Regional Vice President, Singapore Commercial Sales at Salesforce, one of my favorite brands, one of my favorite companies, and Carol's one of my favorite people. And we've had an opportunity to work together on a number of occasions, so I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast today. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Tom. It's, it's good to be back with you. I love to partnership with you. Thank you. Excellent. I'm thrilled too. And we're going to dive deep into a topic that I think will be super relevant for our listeners and viewers. We've got business owners, sales leaders, sales professionals, and this particular topic couldn't be more relevant than it is today. So we're going to talk about how to use technology to build business resilience. So using technology to build business resilience. So let's just jump right in. All right, Carol, look, look, cloud technology is something that we hear about, people need to be doing it. It's not even a question anymore, right? It's sort of like, not should we, but it's how do we? Do you want to talk a little bit about cloud technology? Well, uh, there's no perfect person as to talk about cloud from Salesforce, right? We're born into cloud, what, 20, 20 years ago. Um, you know, I still remember I have to explain the cloud concept. Um, people were doubting it, but honestly, with nowadays with the new norm, I don't have to explain cloud anymore. I mean, look at today, we're doing the, the webinars, we're doing podcasts. I mean, this is the new norm, virtual meeting, right? Um, who are not doing digital banking? Are, are you going to the bank right now? You can't, actually. There was a period of time that we can't, so we're just transacting online. I can't even, I can't even rem remember the last time I walked into a branch. No. I mean, why would you, right? I don't. I do pretty much everything online. And you know what? Grocery shopping. I, I do it online now. You know, I, right. I get it from Redmar. I get it from other places. Tons yeah. of I, I would say cloud is part of our, our, our daily life now. Yeah. So and I don't not think it's yeah, and not, not just online, but like on, on mobile, right? Oh, did you I ever do all my banking on my phone? How, how many apps do you have on your phone? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, too, too many. I've got to actually something I love to do, Carol, is like every few weeks I like to do a purge. I'm one of those like spring cleaning guys where it's like, why do I have so many clothes in the closet? Why is there so much food in the fridge unopened or uneaten? Why are there so many apps on my phone? Why are there so many emails? So I just like to purge. I feel so good when I get rid of stuff. Yeah, I've got tons on it. So honestly, I don't think cloud, it's a question mark. I think it's a must have right now. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we've got examples, you know, we're conducting virtual meetings and which is great because we're able to meet with customers anywhere in the world. I mean, no one misses going to airports, immigration, these long customs queues. So for me, I used to travel a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to travel for pleasure. Who doesn't want to go to Koh Samoy? You know, I, I miss Bali. it, absolutely. I miss it. I miss it. But personal That's, traveling and versus business is two different things. You know, exactly. We've got so much done. Now we don't have to travel. You, you honestly don't have to get on a taxi get on a queue and and then on the other side you do the same literally you waste half day 
So it's so much productive now. And of course, it's so much more efficient. You know, when I talk with customers who have to meet with, with their customers who are overseas, well, now with technology, with video conferencing, you can meet with, you know, five customers in five different countries in the same day. Super easy, right? Love it. Love, it. Love that. Super cool. So these digital initiatives, right? I mean, they're, 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 they're no longer like a, a nice to have. Are they? I mean, they're things that we absolutely must have. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to digital initiative, you know, there used to be hesitance and say, oh, okay, do we need that? Do we need to pivot to digital? But I think, honestly, it's the new norm. That's how customers are expecting that interaction. I'll give you a personal example. Mm. Um, so, you know, when, when we go into phase two, we started to reopen, so I kind of get my son back to his Chinese school. And next mm. to his Chinese school, there, there is a music uh, academy. So I thought, you know what, we, it's been a while and, and we wanted to take the piano lessons and they were just having a great offer that I can't resist. So I was like, you know what, let's check it out. And so we were just kind of browsing it at the, at the shop itself. Um, but then we were like, okay, let's think about it because it's, it's kind of some kind of investment. But, you know, and as I was doing online review and things like that, the ads keep popping up like everywhere that I go, I go on Facebook, I saw their ads, I went on the website, you know, it seems like they knew I was looking for, for them. They actually came to me at different times and I was like, wow, technology nowadays. And you know what, um, at the end it was positive reviews, attractive pricing, you know, we signed up. And you know what, the ease of signing up was so great. Everything was automated, right? I went, Literally when I signed up, I've got an automated email telling me, thank you for signing up. You know, we are going to reserve a slot for you for, you know, delivering the piano for you. Um, these are your lessons. Everything was automated. That seamless customer experience mm. is perfect. And I wish every company was doing that with us. A hundred percent. So what I love about that, Carol, is I, I feel like, you know, all, all of the people listening right now need to think about it. We have to change the way that we sell because customers have changed the way they're buying. Right, we're we're going we're going around walking around. We've got our mobile devices. We're being you know. There's geo tracking. You know, marketers know where we are. They know where we've scanned and checked in. Like let's you know when we're scanning to go in. You know because of um, uh, you know COVID and whatnot. Let's not fool ourselves. This probably isn't just for 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 safety and tracking where people go. I bet you anything, marketers are going to be buying that data to find out where people go, for how long, and all of this kind of stuff. Like, it's, it's gonna happen, right? But, you know, what I love about this is you, you hop on a website, you look at something, you hop on a Facebook, boom, you're targeted with ads. So now, and then emails as well. I opened my email this morning, and I was targeted, there was an ad in there, and I subscribed to someone's YouTube channel. So it's sort of like, you're, you're everywhere. And sometimes from a customer standpoint, you're like, come on, enough already. But the reality is, and there are so many studies that prove this, Carol, you need to have at least, you know, four, five, six touch points with someone for them to actually start really recognizing and noticing your brand. So it's sort of like, if you're not visible, if you're not found online, social, digitally, you're just not going to be found. You'll be left behind. Am I right? I have to agree. And, and to be honest, consumer nowadays doesn't really open anything that is not relevant to them. I can tell you, I've got so many junk email in my mailbox, in my personal inbox that I don't open because it has nothing to do with me. But if things that I care, 
that they are more targeted because I'm a working mom, because I take my kids to, you know, different lessons and they target me through the way that I'm preferred, right? You know, right. through WhatsApp or through, you know, Facebook, places that I visit the most, that will be more likely for me to yeah. join and sign up. So I think, you know, nowadays you need to be targeted when, you know, it's no, I, honestly, I still get paper flyers. I've still got SMS or, e, you know, spam mail and just addressing everybody. But people have right. to think about personalization, right? But, yeah, I love that. I love that, Carol. So, you know, that, that customization or at the very least, like some personalization that's, that's relevant, contextual, I think that's the way that, you know, sales and marketers really need to be looking at right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, uh, what, so what are some examples of, you know, B2B digital initiatives? Like what, what are some companies doing right now as far as digital that, that you're seeing is working for them? Well, look, I think the number one question right now is company are thinking um, at the highest level and thinking, how do we pivot our business, right? Do we still have the right business model, especially mm -hmm. a lot of B2B? Um, some of them are extending themselves to a online channel um, to commerce so that even even if they are manufacturing themselves because they want to be reaching their audience and make it easier for the consumer to interact with them. So that are some of the B to B who was trying to pivot to closer to the C and some just traditional B2B they're thinking, okay, perhaps I don't have the commerce channel and I don't have the way to reach the C. So what do I first have to do? and look at my business model. Well, first, you, you have to think about your data. Um, you've been having a business, some are 50 year old, some for, some for 100 year old. You, have, you should look at your business and say, well, what was the last three years, five year transaction data, right? You have all of that. Those are your client you know, history with you. You just need a, a solution that give you that visualization to make sense of those data and think, you know, where is my product selling? In which region? You know, how am I performing in, in, in the sales reps, right? Are they, do I have people who have a lot of time who can perhaps cover other regions or do I have the right product selling at the right place? So all these data, you can make sense of it through a visualization. You know, for example, like a, a Tableau, who's part of our solution, to make sense of it. Because the number one question right now is, how do I look at creating that new business model? and repivot and reorganizing, shuffling my people so that I have a right coverage. And how am I going to predict, you know, what, where to go, what product to sell them, right? And that's where automation, a CRM solution can come in to look at, you know, optimizing your territories, looking at what are some of the tips of prediction that you can get from automated system and say, because this prospect haven't, you know, um, bought with us for six months or customer hasn't purchased in six months, maybe perhaps we need to go revisit again and give them a, a call, right? Maybe we need to activate, you know, because we, the fact that we can't travel, get our business partner in Thailand to reach out to this set of customers and let us know what they need because certain countries has reopened. They can actually help us and there are extended arm. So I think these are the different things that we, we're talking to our customer lately. I think that is so great. And, and I'd love for us to talk more about uh, the Salesforce offering with, with Tableau, because I think data analytics, I mean, this is something that we, we, you know, it's one of those buzzwords people talk about, you know, big data, data analytics, but it's sort of like um, people need to understand what it really means. And I'm not a data expert, but 
but I can tell you from, from my own experience, you know, there's these, these four types of data. You've got your uh, descriptive, which kind of says, okay, well, what's happening? You've got your diagnostic, which is, okay, well, wh why is this happening? There's predictive data, which is like, okay, so let's start looking at these, these trends. And this is what you were talking about, Carol. Let's start looking at these, these trends of what's been happening. What products are customers buying and in what locations? Um, you know, how many staff do we have? Like these kind of, and, and you can start predicting, okay, what, what might happen in the future? But then the fourth and perhaps most important stage or type of data analysis is prescriptive, which is like, okay, now with all of this data, how can we start thinking strategically about what do we need to do moving forward? Like for the next, you know, two, five years, you know, you and I have talked a lot, Carol, about, and, and one thing I've been talking about for months is people need to stop talking about how do we get through this period? How do we just survive to get through this period until things go back to normal? It's the new normal already. It has arrived. It's here, people. <laughs> like, it's here. It, it, it's probably not what you wanted, but, yes. it, but it's here. So what are you going to do about it? And something you said a couple minutes ago, Carol, I think is around like business planning and strategy. So imagine if you had to start your business today, how would you start it? How would you build this business for the future? So is, is Tableau the type of thing that can help businesses look at their data in, in, a, in a more you know, prescriptive way? Yeah, it's, it's very easy. I think it's, it's very intuitive. Um, that is through drag and drop. As long as you have data that you, you can make those visualization, you, need, you don't need like a bunch of scientists or you don't need a bunch of people to help you. It's at a user level, you can drag and drop. And you know what, you type in the questions, you know, on what you want to know, and it will just predict the answer with it for you. So it's well, just so great. I, I would just, and they, honestly, usually people who go on for a week, they would love, they would fall in love with it. And there are, you know, we do workshops with a customer in training, and I can promise you with that, within three weeks, if you use it, you'll get the answer. And the best part is, like I said, you don't need a bunch of people, because a lot of times executives like, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to my IT, I'll leave it to my business analyst to do it, right? And then they come back to me, no, this is really a hands-on, Thing that you know easy you know pump in the data you ask questions and then it comes out visually and you know what the answer is you know tell me you know which region is doing the best in this product and if I were to increase X amount of people how am I gonna look in, in terms of ah, see, I love that see, that's where you get to the the predictive and the prescriptive data right yeah and like, this is, is how you need to think about new business model right because if you think you know we've been fine selling it through this way we're not gonna change you know what? I think it's going to be the top five percent or ten percent people who's going to pivot right away. Who's going to be actually improving the revenue in the next six months or next nine months? Who's going to come out of the the situation? I love that. You know, and and I think you know where where some businesses go wrong is, and here's the challenge with data, because data usually tells us what was, right? What was? What happened? And you know, we, we, we can't always look at what was as a predictor of what will be. I mean, geez, just look at the world right now, right? So you know, there's, there's no substitute for us constantly checking in with our customers and actually asking them, you know, what, what do you wanna buy next? Never mind what you've been buying, but what do you wanna buy next? 
So then we can start planning for that. Make sure we've got the inventory, we've got the, the stock there, we've got the styles and the colors and the this and then that, the tech, the, the features, all that stuff. We want to start thinking ahead. And I think anything that makes uh, the customer experience better, can you talk a little bit about how we can use um, you know, technology, di digital tools to you know, help with onboarding customers or, or helping them with their, their experience? Oh, I can tell you uh, the onboarding part. So just simply uh, get going back to, for example, I think lately uh, when we talk about um, delivery, right? So mm -hmm. all of us is probably now in the norm of ordering lunch, your you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner through right. your app, right? And whether it is merchant or whether it is um, doing online shopping, these places are onboarding merchant faster than ever right whether it's merchant or drivers or um, you name it because that ecosystem right they, they all of a sudden everyone is wanting to go into to that e-industry right mm. that has to do with that supply chain or ecosystem so i think we have a couple of um example of customers who, who in singapore and also outside singapore uses our solution for for whether it's merchant onboarding or driver onboarding you know it just makes their life so much easier that it's faster and they can they can deal with the volume and the scale, right? Because if you are still stuck with a very manual process, imagine all of a sudden you've got everybody who wants to be part of that ecosystem because they, they no longer can do their regular work and they have to pivot to something else to, to make money or they have to, because the restaurant is no longer open, so they have to go on another method to get their food out there, to get their service out there. So with a scalable solution, like Salesforce, then it's just give them a, a, a more means to deliver what they're putting products is. And it makes customer much more happier because they can track from the moment goods are ordered, they can track when it's going to deliver, or even how much am I doing that business with that merchant to that extent, from a supply standpoint. So I think that whole supply chain um, and ecosystem is, is really changing and evolving fairly quickly. I think that's really useful, Carol. And I think, you know, business owners, some sales leaders out there listening, uh, people in operations, fulfillment, delivery, you know, anyone listening right now that, that has some, you know, touch of a customer really needs to be taking heed here right now because now more than ever, I think whatever is going to make that customer experience easier, smoother, faster, seamless is going to give your business a competitive advantage. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people, they tend to fix out, fixate on price as though if we have the lowest price, that's going to be our differentiator. But my God, I mean, that's just like a race to the bottom and it's not sustainable. You know, you use the word scale, Carol. And to me, that's one of my favorite words on the planet. How do you scale if you're not able to serve a large volume of customers and onboard them quickly and easily, right? How do you take them on and just get things rocking and rolling in fulfillment? So using technology is probably the, the easiest way to do that. So I, I mean, another example, I'll go back to the, the music lessons, right? If they wouldn't have an online channel for me to interact and ask questions on the, you know, whether there was a, just a chatbot or a physical person behind that, the ability for me to just interact through my mobile with them and not calling them just chatting, because look, I have to admit during the COVID or during the new norm now, I get so frustrated calling. I don't call anymore because simply I know there's no one behind that phone, right? 
So I'm looking at company who I could just chat online or find a solution online because it's just frustrating as an end user myself that I can't get through on the other line. So I think for even B2B business, they need to start thinking, okay, what do I need to do to serve our customers if we can't go back into the office, right? How do I set up a channel quickly for my customer to get to, to know me or get to ask questions so I can serve them better? A hundred percent, Carol. So here's the thing. I've been telling people for months, literally, right? Um, every single lead you get right now is gold. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every lead you get is gold. It's like, I don't know how they came to you. It could have been a Google search, in which case either it was SEO or SEM. So it could have been a Google ad. It could have been a Facebook ad. No matter what it was, you may have paid for that lead. How are you going to let that lead slip away? What's the call to action? Call us today and they call and there's no one there to answer the phone. You know, you, you've paid, you know, five, 10, 50 bucks for that lead. But if you're not able to respond to it quickly, um, you're going to lose that opportunity. And look, they're probably reaching out to two, three, four, five people. Yeah, exactly. So it's a race for whom can respond to that customer fastest. And if you've got some sort of a chat on your site, so we've been using a chat on our, a live chat for a year or two on our website. And I'll tell you something, we get a lot of business. Look, no, don't think about these live chats as like, oh, it's, it's, it's going to close a deal or it's lead gen. It's not lead gen, it's lead capture, right? They're already on your website and they're looking, they're taking a look at things. But when you have a thing pop up and go, you know, hey, yeah, hey, it's Gliza here. Any questions about training or keynotes? People immediately start typing in. Yeah, I'm looking for training for a team of five people. Boom. Now you're in the ecosystem. And guess what? We get that on our phone immediately. That personal touch, it makes a whole lot of difference. Because yeah. they felt like someone is helping me. And, and you know what? Nowadays, in real time. Exactly. The selling process is normal. Okay, you figure things out. You, you, know, you digest the information. It's all about collaborative. You know, it's all about how can I help you to make the value out of it? And how can I, if it's in the corporate world, you know, you don't get to spend budget like, you know, left and right anymore. Mm. You have to really justify. So you need to be consultative and you really need to understand that customer. You need to walk through every journey with them and say, okay, how can I help you? And in some cases, we even help customers to apply for grants now. Because the government is giving you money, I mean, giving a lot of SME monies, you know, and, and helping this period. And we're just guiding the customer through and say, well, these are experience getting a customer grants and, you know, be it 70% coverage or 60%, it's, it's still money, right? So it's all Every little bit helps right now. Exactly. So it's the consultative and the trust that you build along the way and, and help the customer. I love that. So, you know, you and I have talked about how, how technology um, can kind of build trust and transparency. Um, can, you, can you say a little bit about that for, for our listeners? Well, I think we all know, um, I mean, we have tons of survey out there, 89% customers said, you know, we want, we're more loyal to a customer that has the trust, you know, and no better person. The company. Yes, the company who has the trust with them and they will, mm. you know, they, they are honest, they're transparent, you know, all the interaction will boost the customer confidence in transacting with them. And I think we at Salesforce are probably are very proud to say, you know, that trust is our number one value. Be it it's 
you know, knowing when the system is up or down, we have a website there for customer to know, you know, how our systems are operating. You know, every step of the way we do is trust. Um, and even when we think about consensus, right, um, we, we make sure that, you know, customers, if they have opt out, we don't contact them. We don't do anything, you know, non-legit to these customer data. So I think these kind of different um, behavior and how you represent a company goes a long way. I love that. So what, um, what, what do you feel that business owners really need to be focusing on right now? Like if there were maybe one, two or three things that, that every, every business owner listening right now needs to start putting their attention towards for either customer engagement or, or sales or marketing, what, what advice would you give them? I, I would advise them to think differently, right? This is a, a new norm. Um, people want to interact differently. So think about your business, how you can be serving your customer differently and think about what kind of data that you have. Start making sense of those data using visualization. So first kind of look at what, how do we need to rejuggle and, and optimize our team. Then once you figure that out, then look at a platform that can be scalable across because today you might be just focusing in Singapore, but because we can't travel, who knows? I think right now um, it's safe to say we can't travel until end of the year. And who knows, is it going to extend to next year? Right? Right. So you need a solution that can scale across, not only from one country, but across countries. right? And something that you can take a small step and it's fast time to market. right? And something that your, your IT team can cope with right, doing many projects at once, right, and not have to get a big team, you can test and do, you know, small test trial and error and see whether that works. So I think scalability, you know, time to market is, is a number one thing that you, you need. But definitely it's on the cloud. I don't think there's any more choice. And then lastly, you know, talk to, get something that your customer will, will appreciate, right? You, you, you know they're going to be online, right? Think about way to optimize it, your people through automation technologies, right? Be it, let's, let's forget it, you know, we don't want to bracket as a sales or marketing. Think about how your customer wants to transact with you. You know, offer them something digital that they can, you know, give you feedback and have a continuous conversation. I think that's kind of the three things. I love that, that's so great. So maybe, you know, as, as, we, as we wrap up, I mean, you know, I'm a sales guy, Carol. I mean, I, I live and breathe it. I love it, right? And, and, you know, many of our listeners associate Salesforce, you know, as not just Tableau and some of the other products, but the CRM, right? Using it as customer relationship management, using it uh, to manage your sales pipeline. What, for some of our viewers and listeners out there that maybe aren't using a CRM right now, what would you, what, you know, to the one or two people out there that aren't using CRM, no, there's a lot more, believe me, it's, it's sad. What would you say to those that have not yet adopted any kind of a CRM tool? Well, I think there's a couple of ways. I think there's no better time than now. Um, we just wrapped up with our first annual, I would say, virtual event for the whole Asia. Um, mm -hmm. And that was conducted about two weeks ago. So visit us at Salesforce um, Live Asia. There's loads of contents. We have over 50 speakers from different countries. Um, and they share their examples in the journey how they are leveraging us in different ways. You know, some are maybe in for their sales team, some are for their customers, some are for marketing use, some for service, and some even for IT 
or to managing their employees and partners. So, so these are like these are real life customers. Exactly, and these about are all their experience with Salesforce for you know in different applications. Is that right? Yes. So they talked about the use case, the journey. So I would encourage you know um, for people who are not familiar with us, you know, listen from our customer. You know, listen to their experience. Then the other way is we we now offer an ebook and talk about how do you build business resiliency during this time. And again, there are some tips and tricks that mm. you can use. Um, they're not just our solution, but really telling you how do you motivate your sales team, right? Mm. And and how do you engage with your customer remotely? So there's some tips on the ebook. And then of course, um, you know, I've been partnering with you since May, and we've done at least three webinars and talking three. about we have. Yeah, three sessions together. Talking about different ways of interacting with a customer, building business resiliency, the whole nine yard, right? So refer to those webinars is, is what I would say. Uh, as I'll do we'll, we'll make sure we put those links in the uh, in the show notes for everybody to check them out because they they were really great. So uh, uh, we'll make sure that everybody can see those. And what what I'm trying to pull it back even to the basics, Carol. Why should companies use CRM in in a sales context? Like there are people out there that haven't bought in, that don't get it. Like wh why should companies be using a CRM? I think look today your your teams are remote, right? So we we this is a reality already. So gone are the days that you know Excel is fine. We can still manage, right? You need something more collaborative. You need something that you can look at on a daily basis. It's not a micromanaging, but your team understand what are we looking toward to achieve as team, right? Collaboratively, and also it's it's a bi-directional, right? You know how to interact. You know how to help them, and you know where to put resources and and um, put your next budget towards to serve your customer better. I think that's all together. You know, having that connected experience and platform, whether it's connecting your company to your employees or to your customer and channel partners, that it's a need for that platform to be there. And so it's just easier to get everybody on the same page while we all work remotely. I love that. So, you know, for us, we've been using CRM tools for over a decade and we've tried a number of them. And for me, at the end of the day, it's like you say, it helps the team feel connected, right? So that we all know what's going on. Uh, we've also got clarity, so we know what's in the pipeline. We know who needs to do what when, what has the highest probability of close, what stage are each of these opportunities in. And then it gives you this call to action. Like what's this next step that I need to perform to take this opportunity to the next stage or take it over the line? So, you know, collaboration, connection, clarity, call to action, you know, I'm running out of C words here. But for me, it, it honestly has made a huge difference in managing our, our pipeline for all the reps on our team to just stay focused. Like you say, spreadsheets aren't gonna work it. They're not intuitive, they're not interactive, they're not collaborative. Uh, so many things will fall through the cracks. Taking notes on a napkin or on your phone isn't going to cut it anymore. It's the 21st century, we gotta get going. And look, like I said earlier on, now more than ever, every single lead is precious. So you can't let things fall through the cracks. So you've got to use technology. You've got to go digital to, um, to scale your business and take it to the next level. And look, if the sales reps are not making money, they will go somewhere else. And if you give them an easy tool that they can use and they can you know, still use it through their phones, through their laptop, they're going to know how much money they're going to make during the difficult times. And mm. you know, 
your employees are happy and as a company you you would at least will make it to what you have set it out as a target right and everybody is it's a win-win situation take care everyone bye-bye Thank you bye-bye well, it was a real pleasure having Carol Fong on this episode of the Selling in Asia podcast. We love working with Salesforce, and there's a few resources for you, which I think you are going to love. So they've got a great ebook called Building Business Resilience During Unprecedented Times. So in this Salesforce ebook, you're going to find some information on how cloud power technology solutions addresses potential business challenges arising from the new norm. So be sure to check out that ebook. We've got the link in the show notes. Also, Carol and I did a great session for Salesforce Live Asia. You can see that recording. That link is in the show notes. And then Carol and I also did a great webinar on how to motivate your sales team and some other tips to build resilience. So you've got all of these follow-up tips from our Salesforce Resilience webinar that I did with Carol Fong. You can find all those links in the show notes. Take care.